Welcome to the Empowered Plates, Empowered Lives podcast, the podcast that supports those on their journey to healing through the transformative power of food. I am your host, Giovanni, and today's episode is going to be a personal one about how I realized that I had some health issues. But before we get into this episode, vibe with me, y'all. Welcome to the Empowered Plates, Empowered Lives Podcast. Hey, thanks for vibing with me. Thanks for vibing with me. Thanks for vibing. So, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So it was April of 2019, April 2019, and I had some symptoms that just were weird for me. Stomach was cramping, felt like I needed to throw up, just out of the norm for me, not a regular. And I was like, what is going on? Earlier that day, I had an athletic director meeting. And we ate at a restaurant. At this time, my diet was already pescatarian. All I had was salad, I think some potatoes. Didn't have a lot. And no meat at all. And I'm just like, anybody else get sick? So I called up one of my bros. And I was like, coach, how you feeling after today's luncheon? And he was like, I'm good. I'm good for it. I was like, oh, thought I had food poisoning or something. I'm like, okay. That didn't really sit well. Contacted my nurse practitioner. Uh, shout out to Ronnie. Yeah. Um, and went to go see her. And we chunked it up to stress. I had a high level of stress going on in my life at the time. And new environment, new school. So it was just like a lot of different things. And we couldn't really decide what was really happening so it's like oh, okay didn't pay too much attention to it symptoms kind of went away they didn't last very long let's fast forward to now august of 2019 it is a wednesday i am an educator so i am going to a professional development specifically for global scholars that was the class that i was teaching at the time Shout out to all my Global Scholar students at Twin Lakes Academy Middle School back in the day during that time. And this pain was debilitating. I was driving to the school, driving to the school. I was on 9A, 295, whatever you want to call it, Duval, you already know. So I'm driving and I'm driving. And the pain just hits me. And when it hits me, I croak over and my car swerves just a little bit. But in that lane, I see an 18-wheeler. So I try to swerve right back into my lane with the last little bit of strength that I had. I was so scared. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what was going on. At this point, it's morning time. So I didn't even eat anything. So I couldn't chunk it up to food poisoning. Um, I was it was a whole brand new school year straight out of the summertime. So, you know, teachers on summer mode. So the stress level was already low. And I didn't know what was going on with me. I get to my meeting. I get through it. 
afterwards, I kind of go back to my school, kind of check in my aunt and my nurse practitioner. I called her and told her what was going on. And she was like, you don't need to have another appointment to come here. You need to go to the emergency room. You need to get some imaging done. We need to really figure out what's going on. Yes, ma'am. So I go home, I get stuff prepared, change my clothes, still went feeling the best. And I went to the ER, I got into the ER, took a little minute, not long. And once I got into the ER, they wanted to do a CT scan. So let's start the imaging, right? We get in to the imaging and stuff is starting to happen. And I'm starting to get a little scared because I'm rarely ever sick let alone having to go to the ER. But this pain, it was out of this world. So after some stuff started happening, I had the CT scan, then they did an ultrasound, a pelvic ultrasound. I was told that I had a large cyst on my right ovary. And it was so big that they were concerned about me going home and wanting me to be hospitalized. I wasn't with all of that. That was a lot. I, 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 that was just a lot to take in. Let's just be honest. Um, when I hear cyst, I automatically think of the other C word, which is cancer. So that I automatically got fearful. Um, I told them that I didn't want to be hospitalized. They wanted to take let me go to the hospital and that I would just follow up with my OBGYN and get the fastest appointment I could. Luckily, I got to see Dr. Fox with Fabian. My OBGYN office is in Jacksonville. I got in on that Monday. So this happened on a Wednesday. I got in that Monday. That Monday, she looked at the information that I got from the ER. She did a pelvic ultrasound again. And she told me that due to my facial hair, my hairism, which I always just thought is something that I just got because I had other females in my family that had, you know, facial hair too I just thought it was something that just was you know happening in my family I never thought that it showed that it was a hormonal issue okay so she said she suspected PCOS due to one my facial hair obvious I have it all the time so I was wondering why I didn't anyone say something about it or mention it before and then, but the, the real kicker with the PCOS was I had irregular periods. I've always had irregular periods and irregular periods aren't normal. So she saw the cyst on the ovary, said it was pretty large. She asked me if I wanted to have kids. Of course, I said, yes, ma'am. I think I do want to have kids. Um, I would love the thought of having kids. And she said, well... One, you can get on birth control and I can prescribe you birth control and that could potentially help you when your periods come on with pain. I said, will it treat anything? She said, not, not really. I mean, it'll help regulate your hormones, but it, it won't actually 
do anything in regards to the cyst. I said, okay, well, I'm not interested in birth control. I, I've never been a, a fan of that. Just not my my thing. And we don't know exactly what it really is. We're just suspecting certain things. So how do I know exactly what this might be? And she said, well, I think it's endometriosis. And I would recommend you see Dr. Fox. <laughs> Dr. Fox is her husband. And he is an exorcism specialist. So he said, okay, well, you can refer me to Dr. Fox. I would like to have the surgery in order to know exactly what's going on. And she said, okay. Truly appreciate the fact that she was listening to me. Truly appreciated the fact that my nurse practitioner, Ranicia, also my sorority sister, suggested I go get the imaging because the imaging told us that there really was an unnatural thing happening inside of my body. So I go ahead and I go see Dr. Fox, her husband. And while I'm there, they're asking the preliminary questions. Definitely, again, the PCOS comes up, polycystic ovarian syndrome. With the presence of my facial hair, as well as the irregular periods that I've had year after year after year after year, never thinking that that was really an issue. Back in the day, I was always told it was probably something I ate or stress. And then I was a dancer. So it was always these different things of why I could have been missing my period. But no one ever said, oh my goodness, you're missing your period. Something might be wrong. Let's do you know, some further research. Let's talk to your primary care physician about it. Never had that type of conversation. So Dr. Fox, we talked some more. I have a family history of colon, uh, colon cancer. So I get referred to a gastrointestinal specialist. She prescribes a colonoscopy. I go and have a colonoscopy. Everything looks good. Why a colonoscopy? Why a gastro? Because I haven't had an appetite. It, I haven't had an appetite for years, a natural appetite to want to eat. And we couldn't really figure out why. So because that was also a thing, a question, Everyone wanted to make sure we were doing the proper procedures prior to going straight into surgery to make sure we knew what all was happening. And I appreciate that. I appreciate every person um, on my care team that was a part of this journey leading up to my diagnosis, because as I continue to learn more about it and learn more about other people's journey with identifying PCOS and endometriosis, adenomyosis, it's it could be a struggle, a long struggle. And that wasn't my struggle and I'm grateful for that. So thank you all. Colonoscopy worked out, it was good. That was in October. So now it's November, weekend before Thanksgiving. And one of my students brought in the flu to class. <laughs> I had the flu that turned into bronchitis. That wasn't fun. My surgery date was scheduled for March 2020, March 3rd, 2020, right before the pandemic, right before the world shut down. I was the last surgery before the pandemic came and there were no more surgeries. I scheduled it right before spring break so I can give myself enough time to get back. 
to work. I'm not wanting to miss work or leave my students there with substitutes or family. So I just kind of got that tied with them. Before surgery, Dr. Fox was telling me about diet change. And he was suggesting that I eat meat and fat. Like a scoop of butter. I wasn't eating meat. The only meat I was consuming at the time was seafood. So it totally went against my lifestyle and my choice. And that was rough for me. So I contacted another sorority sister that's also OBGYN. And I talked to her about what was going on. She gave me the okay that Dr. Fox knew what he was talking about. He was really great. She'd worked with him before. Um, so I felt safe. I had a, a person that referred him. My OBGYN referred him, but then I also had a person that looked like me that said, you're in great hands. So it allowed some of the anxiety to decrease, to know that I was in good hands. She said that diet could help and that it was worth a try. I said, well, let's go. So, started doing some research, and I saw that taking gluten out of your diet could really help with the symptoms. So I take took out diet. I took out gluten. Saw that soy could cause some issues. I went ahead and took out the soy. As we lead up into the surgery, I'm like, oh. oh. It's go time. Let's figure out what's really happening. I have the surgery. And I wake up about four hours later. And he says, it was a lot more than I expected it to be. And I just looked at him. I said, so really was it? Huh? And he said, yes. I had stage four endometriosis. Cysts were covering multiple organs, uh, my fallopian tubes on one side joined together. He was able to remove the cyst on my ovary that was pretty massive. He had to take out my appendix. It was pretty much covered with chocolate cysts, that endometriosis. So on my rectums, my bowels. And see, when he said the bowels, I went back to when my body was speaking and speaking to me and I wasn't listening. When my period would come on, my bowel movements were extremely painful. And I just chunked it as the normal pain cramps that anyone experiences because periods aren't comfortable. So I thought. I used to have to grab on the side of the sink and the wall and focus on breathing when I would have bowel movements on my period. Again, wasn't in tune with my body, wasn't listening, wasn't aware. Another thing, rewind back to April of 2019 when I thought I was having food poisoning, my period was on. Never experienced those symptoms before when my period was on that I could remember. There wasn't a regular occurrence. Never associated with my menstrual cycle. 
once I realized people have been experiencing endometriosis or PCOS symptoms at a young age, once they start menstruating, it took me back to sixth grade. When I went to Bates Middle School, I had some lasagna from the country kitchen line. <laughs> and I remember having a, I was just throwing up, didn't feel good. And I was at home. Guess what? My cycle was on. I just thought it was something in the lasagna. You think there were other kids missing at school that day? No. So stage four endometriosis confirmed March, 2020, while the pandemic settles in and I can't get back to my students, my family, my classroom. Not only stage four endometriosis, there was also a spot in my pelvic abdominal area for adenomyosis, which is just endometriosis and the lining of your abdominal muscle. Even more pain. PCOS, of course, was confirmed. And then he also removed two small fibroids that were growing in my uterus as well that I had no idea even existed. I know people who have fibroids or suffer from it, but didn't know it was inside of me. Had no idea. At this moment, when the world is shutting down, and I'm getting to know my body from the inside out, I realized that I wasn't as healthy as I thought I was. I was always a physical type of person. Um, don't I won't say I always ate the best because I'm a country girl. And there's just some things you like in the country. But at this moment, I knew that changes needed to be made. I knew that I didn't want to feel this type of pain anymore. And I knew that I didn't want to have another surgery. I was grateful for Dr. Fox having an excision specialist right there locally, closely connected to my OBGYN. Who would have thought my OBGYN's husband was going to be an expert excision surgeon? Who would have known that I even needed my OBGYN to refer me for surgery, let alone to her husband? But it wasn't until I was just listening, listening and following the protocols. But I also know it's easy to listen when people are listening to you. And everyone listened to me, from my nurse practitioner, Ronicia, to my doctor, Josie McLeod. Everybody listened to me. They heard me. They saw me. It was the pain that was invisible that I wasn't listening to, that I was the only one that could feel it. And once the world shut down and I got a true diagnosis of what was happening on the inside of me, it was time to connect on a different level. And it was time to figure out how I was planning to move forward. What were going to be my forward vibes? How was I going to live moving forward? And I had to think about that and consider that and really rest with that 
And then I had to figure out what it even was. It's one thing to say, oh, you have endometriosis, you have PCOS, you had adenomyosis. Do you think anyone really sat down and talked about every single thing with me? No. They had a little bit of time to tell me a little bit of things on how to prepare for surgery and suggesting certain things to eat. But no one really sits down and educates you on every single thing that you're going through and what kind of fed these things inside of your body and how you have all of these different options afterwards. You don't really get that much time. And so you really start digging into online sources. And that's just where it left me at. And some of it was depressing. Because again, you have to kind of figure it out because not a lot of people are telling you about it. You also have to figure out because not a lot of people know they have it, let alone are out there being visible and vocal about endometriosis and PCOS and adenomyosis. And a lot of people don't realize that some of the symptoms they go through when their period is on isn't normal. So to the girl dads out there, talk to your girls about their periods. Talk to them about how they're feeling. It's okay to have the period talk. Educate yourself on it because you just might be saving your child's reproductive future and their ability to have kids when they want to have kids. Parents listen to your children when they're saying, this don't feel good. Talk to them about it. I asked my students in the classroom, how many of y'all have painful periods? I had a lot more hands than I wanted to have go up. But that's why I'm here. These are my forward vibes. This is me using my voice, speaking my truth. This is my story of how I discovered that I had some unnatural things going on inside of my body that came in the form of endometriosis, polycystic ovary syndrome, adenomyosis, and two little fibroids. And now I'm here vibing forward with great periods, less bleeding, no painful bowels, all because I became intentional about identifying my triggers, knowing my symptoms, and getting to know myself and listening to myself. So I challenge you to figure out how are you going to live your life forward and what are you going to do to take care of you, let alone get to know you. So I hope you enjoyed listening to my story. I hope you're excited and intrigued to learn more about other people's stories, their journeys of strength, because they will be here on this podcast. Because this is a podcast of empowered lives. And I changed mine from an empowered plate. with mindful eating. So until we meet again on the next episode, love and light, peace and prosperity. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Empire Plates, Empire Lives podcast. I am your host, Giovanni, and it's my absolute pleasure to go on this journey with you to healing through the transformative power of delicious food.